Well, good day, everybody. Hope everybody's doing excellent this awesome, beautiful day here in Spruce Grove, Alberta. My name is Troy Nickerson, otherwise known as the Dukester, and this is the Sunday Night Sports Guys podcast. Thank you so much for listening in today, and if you wish to reach out to us, you most certainly can on Facebook, Sunday Night Sports Guys, and if you wish to email us, Sunday Night Sports Guys at gmail.com. So Game 7 is upon us in the Stanley Cup Finals. Two months of grueling, hard-hitting, hard-skating ice hockey is about to come to an end tonight in Boston, Massachusetts at the TD Bank Garden. And it comes down to this. It's either going to be Alex Pietrangelo, the captain of the St. Louis Blues, hoisting Lord Stanley for the first time in St. Louis Blues history, or for the second time this decade, one Zdeno Chara, Big Z, will hoist the cup in the Boston Garden. Little did I know that this is the first time that the Boston Bruins are going to be hosting a Game 7 in Boston for a Stanley Cup final. Did not know that. Of course, the Bruins are going for their 7th Stanley Cup title. Not as many as a lot of other teams in the league. But as we well know, this decade the Bruins have been one of the more dominant, more uh, well-run franchises in the NHL. So Game 7 tonight little over seven hours before puck drop and uh, just kind of held off on the podcast for a bit today. I just kind of want to check some things over, see if anything kind of uh, materialized to be able to add into the podcast today, but I don't see anything significantly. doesn't mean I'm not missing something, but uh, nothing that I could see so far out of my own resources. There is talk of who will start, who won't start. Personally, I think Dave Backus needs to stay out of the lineup again. Uh, I have not seen anything. I, I thought maybe he would bring a measure of toughness uh, for the Bruins to have in this series because St. Louis definitely, I think, has been a little bit more tougher in some ways. Of course, you can't fault. You can't, uh, you can't take nothing away from the Bruins. That's where Big Z comes in. My goodness, has this guy's performance since uh, having his... Uh, since having his jaw broken in game four, uh, his performance has been just, you know, stellar. It's been stellar throughout. Man's 42 years old and continues to log big ice minutes, even with that uh, in facial injury. And, you know, his performance is right there along with, you know, you know Kurt Schilling, 2004, with the bloody sock. And, uh, you know, back in 2013... Patrice Bergeron in that lost year to the Chicago Blackhawks in the strike-shortened season. Um, you know, he was playing with some significant injuries too. Broken broken ribs, torn cartilage, uh, some reports of maybe a small puncture in his lung. Not sure on that, but I can't see why they would lie about it. Especially with hockey. They're, not, they're generally pretty, you know, on the up and up where injuries are concerned. So, Big Z playing with this broken jaw is a major thing, and, and it's important for him to be in there because he does bring a measure of toughness uh, to the Bruins. Of course, the game has changed a lot, as we know. It's not like the old days. We're not talking the you know, Philadelphia Flyers days of the 70s, or you, know, you can't even call them the Big Bad Bruins anymore because that's just not the way the game is played. 
there is toughness to the game. There is still a place for, you know, some tougher players. Maybe not the fighters are not as needed today, but there is a place for guys like Chara and them. And so tonight the Bruins have the opportunity to add to the Boston legacy, to the Boston record of excellence in the past two decades. It has been an incredible run. And you know what? A win tonight would really solidify the Bruins uh, within that run uh, with the Patriots, you know, having won six Super Bowls, four world championships for the Boston Red Sox. And this would make the second one for the Bruins. And of course, the Boston Celtics with their win over the Lakers in the 2000s. So it is a huge win uh, in store for the Boston Bruins tonight. I think they are going to win the game. I predicted before this series started that it would go seven games. Ironically, I had gone with Boston in five in the previous three series. Something just told me watching that St. Louis team as things went along. um, Just a tough team. Just a very much north and south team who, who just plays basic North American hockey, in my opinion. I know there's that European content that has to be added to the game today. A lot of teams try to implement that with skating and, 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 and skill and all that. But there's still a place for, you know, the North and South game. And, and St. Louis is clearly showing that there is a place for it. Outside of Game 3, uh, they have been pretty much in every one. Of course, the Bruins took control late in that Game 6 in St. Louis. Held on one nothing until into the third, and then uh, you know things started to really you know fall apart for St. Louis there. Ironically, it comes down to this with one Billington, Bennington, I think it is Bennington, Billington, Bennington, the kid Bennington in St. Louis. His record for you know rebounding after a loss is is pretty impressive. I don't have the actual numbers in front of me, but uh, when he lost in Game 3, when he got thumped 7-2, to two, uh, you know, that was one of the storylines that come out, is that this kid has a knack for being able to, um, you know, rebound pretty good. And, of course, he did in, ga- in Game 4, in which the Blues won, uh, you know, I think it was, what, 4-2, to two, something along that line, lines. So he has shown to be able to rebound but again, it's going to come down to, I think, you know, Tuka Rask again for the Bruins. I mean, he has been probably, you know, alongside with Bennington, uh, the story line of the playoffs. Definitely he has exercised a lot of demons in terms of his reputation of being able to lead a team to the cup. Now, it is quite possible that Boston could, in fact, get beat. Do I think they're going to win? Yes, I do think they're going to win, and I have no intentions of watching if I thought for sure they were going to lose. But I do understand that it is the game, and this is why we play the game, and because we are in a one-game playoff, anything can happen. St. Louis clearly has enough there to win this game. Do not take me any other way. Much respect for the St. Louis Blues and what they have accomplished so far this season, but I do believe that Tuca... Uh, is going to be the reason again. And he will solidify his lock on the Conn Smythe Trophy, um, assuming that, you know, Boston does win tonight. If he doesn't win, then you have to start and think, well, perhaps Bennington is the, is the deal that gets the Conn Smythe, looking like it's going to be a goaltender either way. So we need Tuca to show up tonight for sure. Um, 
Tickets running high for seats in Boston. I think they're saying perhaps maybe the highest ticket prices in the history of the NHL uh, for this game tonight, of any game, which is amazing what people will pay. I think I see one seat they were showing a location from around $5,500. Wow. Man, that's a lot of money to watch a sporting event. Especially when I look at it and I think, you know what, I can see almost as much from my couch in my living room. But there is something to be said about being there in person, isn't there? If you've ever attended a, uh, you know, a playoff-style game, whether it's, you know, I can remember back in 1986 going to Fenway Park and being there when the Boston Red Sox defeated the Toronto Blue Jays to clinch the American League East. Back then you had to win the division. There was no other one-game playoff, win the division, and that was it. And they did. It was quite a feeling. Some of you who are listening probably have been to a cup game. Perhaps you've been to a Super Bowl. Maybe you've been to a, you know, NBA final or a Stanley Cup final. Those kind of games, obviously in person, hold a lot of merit. And the atmosphere and, and the memories made clearly can't be made in one's living room. But with that said as well, uh, those are prices that, you know, the Dukester just isn't ready to cop that kind of coin up for that kind of a seat. So to that individual or individuals who are paying that kind of money, I surely hope you get your money's worth. So a long season of hockey is about to commence tonight. One thing's for sure, it will be over. There will be no game in two days' time. Uh, This is it. And then the offseason begins for the NHL with its award ceremony about a week later. And then, of course, the NHL draft, which is coming up. And then, we, as we know, July 1st is the free agency period that will begin for a lot of teams. And the offseason should be very interesting as well. And here on the Sunday Night Sports Guys podcast, we will keep an interest in what's going on in offseason activity with hockey. Now, another story of note is tomorrow is the start of the U.S. Open out at Pebble Beach, California. And uh, though the Dukester's not a huge golf guy, he hasn't really ever got right into golf. I do find playing DraftKings uh, does raise the interest in following that sport. And so I'm doing a little bit of homework, trying to figure out who and all I'm going to pick. The top five seem to be Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, uh, De- uh, Dennis Johnson, or is it Dennis Johnson? De- uh, Dustin Johnson, yes, the girl, the guy that's married to uh, Wayne Gretzky's daughter. And who was the other two I was kind of looking at here real quick? Uh, Brooks Kopka, he's also favored. Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy. And I think there was one other one. Where are we here? Let's take a quick look at the board. One, two, three, four. Maybe, maybe Spieth, not sure. But anyway, can Tiger get his second major this year? Make for a great story. Definitely if Tiger gets that second one, you're going to have to beware of him in the rest of this year and the upcoming year. Because uh, that guy, when he seems to have his magic rolling, he is a tough golfer to beat. But the golf game seems to be changing. There's a lot of good young talent Kopka has won four of the last eight majors. Of course, Pebble Beach is a different animal. And uh, as I fill out my DraftKings 
lineup here, I'm kind of, you know, do you have to necessarily grab one of the top guys here? Like the way it works, if you've never played DraftKings, is that you have a $50,000 salary cap in which you have to put six golfers in there. All the golfers are assigned a salary value. So for Kopka, you're looking at 11600 Dustin Johnson is 11300 Tiger Woods is at 107 McElroy at 105 And if you want to go to Spieth, uh, $10,300. So, I mean, that's a big cut into your salary. And when you average out that every player is around 80, 8700 is it? Let's take those guys off. 8300 on an average. If you were to take, you know, a whole bunch of golfers that were just under around 8300 or something like that. So... Anyway, it makes for a fun time. Ten bucks to get in here, crack at a hundred thousand. Be amazing to win it. But some of these guys that play this game are very, very good. So we'll have some fun, and we'll kind of catch up on the golf a little bit this weekend. Turn it on. It'll be on. Here we are, an hour away. So you know, they'll probably get started like I don't know, eleven o'clock in the morning. Is it that they start golfing? That would be ten o'clock in Pebble Beach. I'm not sure how early they get started. So. Anyway, we will be keeping an eye out for the United States Open and whatnot. So, so guys, short one today. Game 7 tonight. Get ready to see the cup hoisted in the Boston Garden. And get ready to see the black and gold do a victory lap in front of their diehard, diehard fans. One other thing we should make mention, though, before we leave, and uh, is about this whole thing in Toronto the other night when Kevin Durant went down to injury. And uh, it's brought about, you know, some conversation and, and typical, you know, people who make these comments clearly don't watch enough sports. And when Durant got hurt, there was some reaction from tr some Raptor fans uh, inside the arena at Scotiabank Place and outside in their themed Jurassic Park area. Uh, of pe with cheers going up that Durant had got hurt. Now, what happens in that scenario is that these fan bases get laced, you know, whenever something happens. Last week it was the Bruins. Bunch of Bruin fans getting into a fight with each other, and they were called classless. Now, I don't know how you call it classless fans that fight amongst themselves. I think that's just being an idiot. It's an idiot, period, if you're fighting with anybody. But at least it wasn't, you know... Blues fans that had come in from St. Louis, uh, and you know you're you're taking on to them. That would be pretty classless, especially if you got beat and you're trying to pick a fight after you've gotten beat. That's sour grapes. But uh, this whole notion, I mean, fans' behavior and things like that. Don't ever let it be what judges don't don't judge a fan base based off of that. The people who acted stupid in Toronto, they're not the real fans. Those are just people who acted either just just off emotion. They're so, in, you know, here's the thing you need to understand is we really devote our emotions to our team. We can sit and say that, you know, it's just sports. It's just a way to get away and all that. And, and that is true for the most part. But when we're really devoted to a team, we're really devoted. And some teams we're more devoted to than others, right? To me, I am entrenched with the Boston Red Sox. They have been my team since I was a kid. And, uh, you know, emotions run high because I've seen some very heartbreaking losses and whatnot. And so, you know, same thing holds true with these uh, Raptors, right? People are really gravitated to the Raptors run here in Canada. 
uh, and especially there in Toronto, right? A lot of people getting involved there, and uh, it's starting to show. So it's unfortunate that you have to hear those kinds of things. It goes on in all sports. It's not just that, right? There's a you know, but when you're when you're a celebrity athlete, like let's be realistic. If that had been you know, if that had been, uh, who's the other guy? Who's the guy on Golden State? Looney, I think it is. Looney, do you think anybody would really be cheering too much about that? No, they wouldn't. They cheered it because it's Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's one of the top players in the game. And, you know, Kevin Durant also left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State explicitly to win a championship. And so there's people who hold the attitude that, you know, he shouldn't be allowed to do that. It's not good for the game, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you're right. Maybe, it, you know, especially in the NBA, that's a different animal. That's a different dog. And the way they do things is unlike in any other sport. You know, hockey plays at the same time, same schedule. Uh, bigger roster, obviously. But you don't see the players doing anything like that. You know, guys getting together and teaming up and saying, okay, we're going to go to so where, so and such and such a place uh, and all this kind of thing. And, you know, there's something the NBA might want to look at in terms of their salary cap is making a restriction of how many players you can have at a certain price to kind of alleviate this. Spread your talent out. The NBA clearly is in need of a little more, uh, you know, you know, spreading of the wealth sort of thing. And uh, and so, yeah, not to get too far off topic. The, uh, the fan bases, I think it's just all, you know, there are idiots. There are people who talk that way, and it's a shame has to be there. You should never make fun of or, or cheer the fact that somebody has gotten hurt, especially to the extent of that injury that, you know, it might be a career changer for Kevin Durant and in terms of how much money he can make, right? You wouldn't want that injury happening to you. You wouldn't want an injury happening to you that could affect your pay scale for the rest of your life. And you certainly wouldn't want to have that injury and have, you know, your fellow co-workers or people just off the side kind of laughing at you with it, would you? So, same holds true for here. All right, guys, everybody have themselves a great and awesome day. Get yourself ready. I am headed to the liquor store to pick up a bottle of bubbly because that's what I did in 2011 prior to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final when Boston was in Vancouver, and we took out those nasty, nasty Vancouver Canucks in that game. So, everybody have yourself a great and awesome day. Enjoy the game tonight. Win or lose. The Sunday Night Sports guys will be back tomorrow. Have yourself a great one, and we will talk to you then. Bye for now.